Welcome to another episode of Should You Take That Case with your host, Lisa Wade, your friendly neighborhood legal nurse consultant, owner of Wade Nurse Consultants, and creator of our private LinkedIn community, the Attorney Medical Record Resource Group. That is where we get all of our stellar attorney guests. The goal of our show is to be a resource for legal professionals who pursue medical cases by sharing their experience and insights as defense or as plaintiff attorneys. You can catch prior episodes at www.wadenurseconsultants.com slash blog on LinkedIn and on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. Now here's the host of Should You Take That Case, Lisa Wade. And hello, everyone. Happy Monday to you. Welcome to a medical record Monday and a brand new episode of Should You Take That Case? And our goal here, as always, is to be a resource for legal professionals like yourselves who pursue medical cases and share their experiences and insights as defense or plaintiff attorneys. And I'm your host, Lisa Wade, legal nurse consultant, medical record expert and owner of Wade Nurse Consultants. Think of us when you have tons of medical records you need translated into normal human language. And visit us at wadenurseconsultants.com. Now, each week we use this time as an opportunity to get to, to know each other. And we're going to do that today with our guest, Alvin Wolf. He is part of our LinkedIn community, our private LinkedIn community, the Attorney Medical Record Resource Group. That's where we get all of our stellar attorney guests. And we're going to welcome Alvin Wolf in just a few moments. But first, I just want to get everybody over to the comments section and let's see who's visiting us live today. If you are an attorney, put an A into that comment section. If you're a paralegal, put a P, another legal nurse consultant like me, put an LNC. But if you are part of a wonderful group, women-owned law, put a W into that chat. It is a group that is near and dear to my heart. Women-Owned Law. It's a groundbreaking group connecting and advancing women legal entrepreneurs with the primary mission of empowering women lawyers to achieve success in the business of law. Visit us at womenownedlaw.org to learn a little more. Now, I just want to thank everybody that is visiting us live or catching us on the replay. Thank you for taking time out of your very busy days to be with us. Now it's time to introduce our guest for today. Alvin Wolf has been in practice for 44 years in a family firm that has been around since 1926. He is listed in Best Lawyers in America, and super lawyers. 
He's been on faculty teaching trial law at St. Louis University and has given over 100 lectures and published papers relating to various areas of personal injury practice. And now I bring to you Alvin Wolf. Hey, Alvin. Hi, how are you? I'm well today. Thank you for for visiting us. And uh, how's the weather in St. Louis? 65 and sunny. Oh, that sounds nice. I like it. I wish I was there. So thank you for being with us today. I know we're going to jump into all you know and all you deal with with medical records as part of your litigations. But first, we want to hear from you. Tell us your story. What got you into law and specifically into this area of practice? Tell us the whole story. Well, when I graduated college from Washington University in 1976, I was admitted to law school at St. Mary's University in San Antonio, Texas. My dad had been a lawyer. He tried to talk me out of going to law school, but because I had nothing else to do and because I wasn't sure if I was going to be drafted or not, I thought law school would be a good idea. And here I am. Oh, excellent. Well, we're glad you're here. Now, how did you uh, get into this specific area of law, this personal injury gig? Well, you may remember the verdict with Paul Newman. And I was associated with a couple of lawyers. And one day, an elderly woman came in and said that her grandson had surgery and really never woke up, but he was jumping off and down off of the bed like the exorcist. And I remembered the verdict. I went into the hospital with a camera. I took pictures. I got escorted out by security. And it was a very good anesthesia death case before they had pulse oximetry. And that's how I got started doing this work. I, you, you can blame Paul Newman. Oh boy, that that is definitely a story. Well, tell us a little bit about what factors go into you deciding if you should take one of these types of cases that come your way. How do you decide? Well, in Missouri, we now have caps. We have caps of about $450,000 for a non-catastrophic claim, and we have caps of about $750,000 for a catastrophic claim. You have to look at the case and say, does this case make economic sense? Is this, is this a bad result? Did this happen as a result of negligence? And most of all, is a client credible and will a jury like that person? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, I guess credibility is a big part of of making that choice. And um, so sometimes do you have to tell people that they don't actually have a case? Well, what I do about 29 out of 30 times is I tell the person that it's a case that I don't think I would be able to handle where they would be happy with me at the end. I don't 
usually tell them they don't have a case, but I suggest to them that they get a second opinion from somebody else. Sometimes I will tell them you need to get on with your life and put this behind you when the case just seems silly. Sometimes people need to be told the truth. They don't always like hearing the truth, but most of the time they're pretty pleasant. They'll thank me for my time and that's how we end the relationship. Hmm. Well, it, it sounds like a, a good idea that you, you cut to the chase, to the truth about what is going on with this case or not so much of a case. I don't have time to mess around and tell someone I think they have a case when they don't have one. Sometimes it's like a dog sniffing out a bone. You know there's a case, but most of the time it's a puzzle that you have to put the pieces together and determine if there's a case or not. Hmm. All right. Well, when you decide that you are going to pursue something and uh, those medical records start pouring in, what kind of process, if any, or a routine do you have around getting to the meat of those medical records? Well, I'm pretty good. I can get through a 5,000 page chart in a couple hours. Um, you know, with these electronic medical records, a lot of it's just regurgitation of the same thing over and over again. And in a lot of these malpractice cases, you're really only dealing with maybe 10 to 20 pages of anything that means anything of consequence. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so it sounds like you're a, a do-it-yourselfer. Well, I do. Um, I will send them out if I think there's something right off the bat. But generally speaking, I'll look at the admission summary, the discharge report, the operative report, the x-ray reports. And if it's a death case, I'll look at the pathology reports. And, um, you know, it, it just depends on what the theme of the case is. If it's a case where you've got uh, an attending that wasn't paying attention to the resident, you're going to be looking at what the orders were and whether or not the resident properly uh, monitored, communicated, and followed up with the patient. Same thing with the nurse, but every case is different. Um, we want to make every case a systems failure because if it's just an event case, nobody's really going to care about it. Mm-hmm. Well, it definitely sounds important that you know exactly what to look for when you are diving into thousands of pages. Well, it helps. <laughs> That's good. So it, I've, I've looked at a lot of charts. Huh. Yeah, yeah. I, it sounds like you are well-versed and well-experienced. So I just wanted to know, since you mostly dive into these cases yourself, is there something that you have that's a, a pet peeve when dealing with or reading or these medical records? Well, I love it when the medical records are changed and I can prove it. I mean, there's nothing beats an altered medical record. Mm -hmm. Nothing beats lying, hypocrisy or betrayal as indicated in the medical records. Mm -hmm. Nothing beats uh, an x-ray report that says follow up is needed and follow up isn't done. But what do I hate most? you know, it just depends. I, 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 there's not any one thing that I hate. 
I, I can I would rather tell you the things that I love. Uh, I hate it when there's no case. How about that? <laughs> that's that's that is definitely understandable. But you know, with these electronic medical records and and changes that get get that gets made alterations, uh, audit trails. Do you find that you are accessing those more to to see if there has been a a change or alteration in the electronic records? You know, with a lot of the electronic records here, we get version one, version two, version three of the events. Um, Sometimes if I think I smell a rat, I will get the audit trail. I don't always get the trail because usually there aren't that many things in dispute in these cases. All right. Well, it, it looks like you you have had lots of experience uh, with these kinds of cases, lots of experience diving into the medical records and sucking out the the key points that you need to prove your case. And I'm so glad that you've been here sharing all of that info with us. What advice do you have left for any newbie or veteran attorneys regarding making that decision, whether they should dive into these kinds of cases or, you know, maybe refer them out or, you know, let that client know that they've got to move on. What other kind of advice might you have for those other attorneys? Go do a trucking case, go get a bicycle case, go get a motorcycle wreck. Don't get into this work. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of heartache. It's very expensive. And unless you're willing to take the risk and invest a lot of money and lose a lot of money. This isn't the job for you. All right. Well, that definitely sounds like some good advice for some of uh, those attorneys out there. I just want to thank you for spending time with us. It's time for what, uh, for a little Q&A, if anybody is catching us live out there, are you up to answering some, sure. some questions? But, but to re-answer your last question, my advice would be if you've never done one of these cases, find an experienced lawyer to help you get through the first one. Because I remember the first time I had a case, I was going into court and I was watching all the top guys in town try their cases. I learned a lot just having lawyers who were very generous with their time, mentor me, answer questions, because if you try and go in alone and do it alone, it'll eat you up alive. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, maybe somebody with a question uh, question today might ask you to be their mentor. How, How would that be for you, Alvin? If it's a good case, great. All right, well, while Folks are getting their questions together to put into the comment section so Alvin can dive in and answer them. It's time for what I call a little bit of a sponsor break, just to let you know how we do things here at Wade Nurse Consultants, and we'll be right back to you, Alvin. Now, without a review and summary of the medical records, it could be harder to know if you should take that case. And here at Wade Nurse Consultants, we give attorneys a one to two page synopsis and opinion regarding the merits of those medically related cases. 
by using my 30 plus years of nursing experience to make quick work of those medical case screenings. So if you're watching this and you're a do-it-yourselfer or you already have a nurse paralegal on the payroll, this isn't for you. But if you do have a backlog of medical case screenings on your desk, here's what you can do next. Right now, we are offering a free 20-minute medical record strategy call to help you hone an efficient, timely, and cost-effective routine around reviewing those medical cases. So go to the description box of this YouTube channel, click on the link provided, and let's schedule that chat. Now let's get back to Alvin for a little Q&A. All right, Alvin, let's take a peek. Do we have anyone live today with any questions? And the answer is no. But, but I do have a, a solution for that. Inside of the description box of this YouTube channel, I will place your contact information, Alvin. And if anybody trips over this and catches the replay, they can reach out to you independently and get their questions answered. Does that sound like a plan? Sounds terrific. Excellent. Well, um, I don't see any other questions, but I have one question for you, Alvin. Will you come back and do this again? If you ask me to, you know I will. All right. It's been wonderful. It's a pleasure. So I think we are coming to the end of this episode. So I just have a few reminders to anybody out there catching us live or on the replay to like and subscribe to this YouTube channel. Visit us at or wadenurseconsultants.com if you need to get some legal nurse consulting questions answered or use my email lisa at wadenurseconsultants.com but we'd like you all to tune in next week monday 5 15 p.m eastern standard time for a brand new episode of should you take that case Thanks for watching and listening to another episode of Should You Take That Case with your host, Lisa Wade, your friendly neighborhood legal nurse consultant, owner of Wade Nurse Consultants, and creator of our private LinkedIn community, the Attorney Medical Record Resource Group. That is where we get all of our stellar attorney guests. The goal of our show is to be a resource for legal professionals who pursue medical cases by sharing their experiences and insights as defense or as plaintiff attorneys. You can catch prior episodes at www.waitnurseconsultants.com slash blog, on LinkedIn, and on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. Thank you for subscribing to our YouTube channel and sharing this show with others. 